This is WCNO Palm City, the good news station. stage fright and David brought a rock to a sword fight you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world well the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose so when I hear that devil's hello and welcome to the financial literacy show with your host Hubert McIntosh CPA a member of SOFA the Society for Financial Awareness bringing financial education to America one community at a time now here's your host Hubert McIntosh good evening good Friday evening to you thank you for joining us again we are still in beautiful Palm City but one part of my interest statement has to change today. It's not sunny. It's raining in Palm City. But guess what? It's still beautiful. And we still going to celebrate the day because it's the day that the Lord had made. And we are going to rejoice. So I thank you for taking time out to spend the next hour with us. I hope that... We will share some wisdom, some insights with you today. Um, so I had a pre-selected topic, which I'm going to speak about, but I'm going to divert a little because of a previous program. I said something and the listener called in and basically said he disagreed with the statement. And if I am here teaching and educating you, hoping to, if a student disagrees, I want the opportunity to correct or further educate. So when I bring it up, if that listener is on, we're going to welcome him to call because we're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. And it was a topic and when we spoke about reverse mortgage. So if that listener is listening, I would like him to get ready when we invite him that he can call. So, so thank you for the opportunity. So we have some resources for you. Remember, so at WCNO, you know by now, 89.9, the good news station. If you cannot get it on your radio dial because you might be outside of the area, remember we are on. We are on the World Wide Web. So even though we are in beautiful Palm City, we are worldwide. We are worldwide because of the favor of the internet. So if you go WCNO.com, WCNO.com, you can click the link there. There's a link there. It says listen live you can just click there and you can listen to us and that is anywhere you are if you are in your car yes you can listen on 89.9 because the internet may not work so good if you're in your car in the area so 89.9 and you'll be able to hear us but please don't be dismayed we have been making some improvements when you go to the website, WCNO.com, if you look on the left, on the home page, on the left, and you scroll down a bit, you will see a tab that says On Demand. 
Yes, on demand. So when you go to the on demand, you'll see the shows that's there. I think the last five or six shows are there. Previously, remember now, it's an improvement we have been making as a station. You know, the Lord has been blessing us and we have been able to make some improvements. So we have the on demand there for the last six or so shows. And I think one of those would be reverse mortgage. So if, for instance, you wanted to hear what I shared with you about reverse mortgage, you can listen there. And I welcome your feedback, positive, negative. I don't think I don't take any of it as negative. It's like, for instance, you may have a comment and you may disagree. It's just you're just giving me an opportunity to further educate you on that. Because um, what I'd mentioned about reverse mortgage, that if your knowledge about reverse mortgage is prior to 2010, we're in 2020. If your if your knowledge is prior to 2010, I'm gonna be bold and tell you that you don't know anything about reverse mortgage. And I know I know I know that's a bold statement. But why can I make such a bold statement when I says prior to 2010? Because the reverse mortgage was overhaul the system. The federal government HUD took over, they reviewed what was happening in the reverse mortgage. And the reverse mortgage was running like the wild, wild west. It was like the wild, wild west where if you go, if you went to 10 different banks prior to 2010, you're going to get 10 different conditions, 10 different interest rates and so forth, where each bank could make up their own rules. But in 2010, when the government took it, over when the government took it over it came under regulation yes and i know don't throw rocks at me i know some of us don't like regulation some of us don't like that but here's the truth of the matter we if we live in a society that doesn't have certain regulations there's there would be anarchy there would be anarchy and one of the ones that i use as an example all of us go through it take the traffic light Take the traffic light, for instance. The traffic light is one of the biggest regulators that we have. Can you imagine the traffic lights? It says red. And you feel as if, well, I am not going to respect the red. I'm not going to respect the red because you're regulating me. You're stopping me when I want to go. Well, I can tell you that this that, that story not going to end too, too well if you just decide to go. It's either you're going to get killed or you're going to cause a bunch of people to get killed. So that's one of the regulation we have, you know, with traffic, you know, traffic light is just, is just one of those. So there are things, police officers. Can you imagine our society without police officers? Mm, well, maybe I touch on a sore topic because of what's going on in the past two weeks. But here's what I want to say to you. In every situation, there's going to be good and bad. You have cops which are bad. You have cops which are good. I can tell you the majority of cops in anything, in, in almost in anything in life, the majority is good. The majority is good. But in different things, you're going to have, you take even a fruit basket, you have 12 apples or whatever. Nine out of ten times, you're going to find one or two of the apples that's bad. It doesn't mean that the basket of apples is bad. You understand what I'm saying? So, so as a society, we have to give so much thanks because for cops, 
oh my gosh, we have had, we have had, we have so much freedom because of cops and you know our defense. And I went, I wasn't here Memorial Day, so I, I just want to give a big shout out to all our members of the armed services, those who are currently serving and those who have served, because it's of them. It's because of their sacrifice we as a nation can live in freedom. And yes, some people might say, well, it's not perfect freedom. There's nothing perfect in life. Life in itself is not perfect. The only time we're going to experience that is when Christ comes back for those of us who are going to be with him. And yeah, I said for those of us, because sometimes it's not all of us. So it's a good time that we can really check ourselves and check our pulse and see where we are there. So as I said, we are in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, a member of SOFA, SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, with the mission of eradicating financial illiteracy in America, one community at a time. So the other resource that we also have for you, I mentioned the website, wcno.com, and I said the past five or six programs will be on the in the on-demand section. But we have also created a website. We also also created a website where it's called Financial Educational, financialeducational.com. So if you go to the blog post, we have posted stuff there on um, the, pre the previous programs. You know, we have been here at the Good, Good News Station here in WCNO. We have been here since February 14th. Isn't that interesting, the date we started? It was February 14th. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that love? We started on the love day. <laughs> God is love, you know. So we're going to get into the program but i'm going to talk about what the listener had called in and he left a message for me that he disagreed with a statement i had made so the statement i made was that if you have a home if you have a home and it's free and clear free and clear you owe nothing on it there are two things happening there are two things happening Peace of mind, that's one of the greatest thing a human being can enjoy for peace of mind. Peace of mind. If you have a home that's free and clear, paid off, for peace of mind, that is just the greatest achievement for peace of mind. But remember, what's our show? Our show, even though I encourage you and I talk to you about a peace of mind, our show is not centered on peace of mind. You have other shows on this station. You know, this is a good news station. You have other shows that are centered on peace of mind where you get the word being preached. And, but our show is financial education. Financial education. So what I was saying that because you have the peace of mind of the house being paid for are paid off financially it's a poor decision financially not peace of mind financially it's a poor decision and i even use a bible reference to substantiate what i'm saying because everything that i use i try to use a bible reference if i can think of one or i can find one and i go back to the 
parable of the talent. Remember Jesus shared that parable where one man got five, another got two, another got one. The guy with the one, the guy with the one, it says when the master came back and asked him for his interest. Isn't it interesting that the master came back and asked him for his interest? He said to the master, I don't have any interest. And the master says, why? Why wouldn't you have any interest? I left my money with you. Why wouldn't you have any interest? And he went on to tell the master that he hid. Listen to the word. Don't miss me now. Don't let me lose you here. He hid the money. He hid the money. The master says, but you are a wicked servant. You could have put my money in the bank to make an interest. Because if you put my money in the bank, you would have made interest. You'd have made interest. Why did you hide my money? And here's the part now. Here's the part that gets touchy. And folks, remember, I started, I tell you it's going to be touchy because there are going to be topics I'm going to share with you. So take the person who has their house fully paid off. I will ask that person, would you keep money under your bed or under your mattress? And that person would say, absolutely not. I would not keep money under my mattress. I say, you, you wouldn't keep money? You wouldn't keep 100000 Hubert, are you crazy? So would you keep 400000 under your mattress? Hubert, you're, you're absolutely crazy. So here's the question that I raised in that program and the gentleman called. And I would love, I'm inviting him to call so that we can have a discussion on this. So, so if I say to someone... And I think the example I used was the house was valued at 400000 So I say, and I say that, say that if I ask that person if they would keep $400,000 under their bed or under their mattress, that person would say no. So then I would ask, but why are you keeping that money in the roof? They're like, I'm not keeping it in the roof. Yeah, but ask yourself this. If you have a house that's valued 400000 it's valued 400000 it's totally paid off, how much money are you earning from that house? How much money are you earning? And this is the part where sometimes it gets touchy, and this is why I differentiate and says, I am not talking about peace of mind. Peace of mind in owning a house free and clear, that gives great peace of mind. But financially, it is not a good decision. Financially, financially it's not a good decision. Why? Because sometimes you may need access to the cash. So here's an example. All right. What we're going through as a country now, you know, the statistics. I don't know the statistics. You listen to the news. Do you know? Do you really need? Do you really know the number? But let's use the number that's floating out there. It says 40 million people have filed unemployment. Let's say it's correct. 
All right, let's say 40 million is not even correct. Let's say it's 30 million. Whatever the number is, we're not focusing on the number. We're just focusing on the concept, right? So imagine one of those people, just imagine one, one of those persons, people, have a house, right? That was free and clear, 400,000. This person has lost their job. And for the next six months, you know, they may have had enough cash to carry them through for the next six months. So it carries them through. So we are in June. We just started June. So it carries them through till December, right? But they, they did not receive a job. They did not receive a job through December. And they had some savings that they had used up, right? They had used up. And um, let's say... They have a retirement plan that they didn't want to touch. Just say that. You know, they didn't want to touch. Let's assume they have a retirement. So come January now, because you know what happens in December, right? Most of us spend more than what we should. Let's keep it real. So that person now spends because they feel obligated to buy these different presents. But remember, they have not been working for six months. So they spend in December because they want to buy certain gifts. But turns now, so I'm just painting this picture for you. So turns now, January 2021. What start happening January 2021 when that person has spent those money in December? You know what starts happening in January? The credit card bills start showing up. Remember now, that person has exhausted what they had in the, in the bank. They have exhausted it. And now the credit card bills come January. All right. So here was my question. How will that person get access to cash? Are you going to say, oh, yes, Hubert, the house is free and clear. They can borrow against the house. Really? You think you can just go to the bank and borrow against the house? All right, let's ask it. So Mrs. Jones is going to go and she's going to go borrow against the house. When you go to the bank to borrow, what is the first question the bank asks you? What's the first question? The very first question is proof of income. What will Mrs. Jones show as proof of income? What will she show as proof of income? And someone will say to me, oh, but she has the equity in the house of 400000 To the bank, that means nothing. It means absolutely nothing to the bank. It means something to you for your peace of mind. But here's the reality. The bank doesn't care about your peace of mind. I, I, and I know that sounds harsh. What does the bank care about when they're lending you money? The bank only cares about your ability to repay the loan. That's all the bank cares about. Your ability. I don't care which bank you call, whichever one. Bank of America, Chase, Wells Fargo, PNC, Citizen. You call any one of them. If you don't have proof of income... You cannot get a loan. You could have $2 million in equity. If you don't have proof of income, you cannot get a loan. Isn't that interesting? 
This is our our country's bill. You can have a million dollars in equity, right? Four hundred thousand, whatever the equity, and the person who makes twenty thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, twenty thousand. This person makes. They have a W two. They have a job. They're making twenty thousand. So let's even break it down. They're making four hundred dollars a week. Do you know that person can borrow more money than you? With your house that's free and clear. So when you look at it logically, it sound it doesn't make sense logically. But we're not talking logic here. We're talking finance. The banks or any loan organization is set up based on your income. Okay? So that's what I was talking about. Whereas your money should be working for you. Your money should be working for you. If your house is free and clear, yes, you have peace of mind, which is great, and I celebrate that. But from the terms of point of making money for you, that money is lazy. That money is lazy. That money is not working. Okay? All right. So I just wanted to clear that up. So the so remember, we are in the studio, and I hope that I hope that gentleman is is listening, and he can give me a call and. So at least he can share his insights with me. Why he thinks that the house is making money. I'm just curious, you know, because just because I'm the educator here, I am a student of learning. And if someone can educate me on that, um, I would really appreciate it. So you're saying, if he's saying the house is making money, the only way I could think of if the house is making money is if the house is appreciating. But is appreciation guaranteed? Ask yourself, is appreciation guaranteed? Who can measure how much interest the house is making? How much interest is it making? How much, how much is it increasing in value? Nobody knows that. You can't measure that. Do you know the only time you measure what a house is doing? Is when you are going to get a loan on that house. If you have income, are you going to sell it? Then you do an appraisal. You do an appraisal. And someone may say, well, my house is valued at 400000 Oh my gosh, I have added this. I have added this. I have added 100000 to it. So it now should be valued at 500000 That's not true. You could put $200,000 in your house. It doesn't mean that your house has increased in value by 200000 no, it means you spent, you spent an additional 200000 in it. It doesn't mean that it increased in value by two hundred. Do you know how the house is, do you know how your house is valued? You could have all the doodads in your house. That's not how your house is valued. Your house is valued by the comps. That's a short word. I, I should say it out. The comparatives in your neighborhood. What they do, they measure the comparatives of the houses that were sold within the last three months, last six months. They're not even going further than six months anymore. Once upon a time, they even used to go in the last year. But now it's the last three to six months. And, you, you know, you may say, well, but Mrs. Jones sold her house for this value. And my house is much nicer than Mrs. Jones. 
That's your belief. That's your belief. It doesn't go by what you feel. And this is what I tr I, I, I'm trying to educate. I'm trying to share with you guys. That's what, that's what this program is about. That's what this program is not about beating you up and telling you. It's an educational program. Remember what I said? Remember what uh, remember one of the signature statement or question I asked you? And I'm gonna remind you. If what you thought to be true, if what you thought to be true turn out not to be true, when would you want to know? Because here's how life is. Each of us as a belief, we have certain knowledge, we have certain perception. Our perception, our knowledge is based on what we have experienced. And sometimes there may be something that you just don't know. You just don't know. In the knowledge area in the financial field, you have things that you know. You have things that you know. You know that for a fact. You have things that you believe. You have things that you believe to be true. And then there's that little spot in each and every one of us. That blind spot that we know nothing about. Blind spot. An example could be like, for instance, you know, a lot of times people will use this saying, it's not rocket science. Because let's, let's face it, you know, how many of us knows how many of us knows about rocket scientists? You, you, rocket science. We we don't know because it's very few people gonna study that. Very few people study that. I have a friend, you know, that she she's a financial advisor, and she only target or cater to one set of people. You be, you 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 want to know who she start? If of all the people in America, she only caters to people in the aeronautical and space management. And you may say, why did she choose that? She happens to live in Titusville. I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with Titusville, but Titusville is one of those areas that's next to Kennedy Space Center, next to Kennedy Space Center. So that those are the people that she educate because she understand their system, you know? So, so it's just different things. Whereas, you know, certain things and you don't know certain things. It's like the topic I'm going to talk about. I'm going to clear up some myth today because there are some myth. The, the topic that, um, we're going to talk about is life insurance. And my assistant, she shared with me that she was going to share some stuff on Facebook um, basically what it is, we want to educate you and in educating you in life insurance, I want to give you an independent resource. I don't want to give my resource because sometimes it could be misconstrued that I am educating you because I'm an advisor. No, I am an advisor. I'm a CPA. But that's not my role here on Fridays at 4 p.m. My role is to educate you about finances. It's education, right? 
So the resource I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a website. Very interesting. I know you'll never forget it. You'll never forget the name of it because a lot of times you hear me say that um, tomorrow is promised to no one. And that's why I keep talking to you about planning. Talk to you about planning. And, and this is even biblical. It says that, you know, you're planning, you know, you're, you, you have to plan because you know what tomorrow, you, you don't know what tomorrow holds. So what would be the terminology of us not knowing? You know, like, for instance, we started, here it is now. What, what are we today? June 4th? Is it June 4th or June 5th? Oh my gosh, I don't even remember which one it is. It's June 4th or June 5th. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. So, but all right. So we're June. We're somewhere there. June 4th or June 5th. So let's ask ourselves this question. Many of us, January 1, 2020, you know, you, you know, we make declarations. You know, we make declarations and we had beliefs what's going to happen into 2020 and this we're going to do. And we have all these plans in January 2020. Okay. What happened late February? What happened late February? That's just 60 days after, 60 days after the, the beginning of the new year. Our world has turned upside down. Our world has turned upside down. I'm speaking to people who are 85, 88, 89, and they have never experienced, never experienced in their 89 years old. I was just speaking to an aunt of mine. She's 89 years old. So when I'm saying I'm speaking to people, I'm talking about real people. I'm not talking about fictional people. I'm speaking to an aunt. She's 89 years old. And she's telling me she has never experienced. In fact, she's a nurse. She said the closest thing she experienced, um, she was in um she was in Canada. She was she's a nurse in Canada, and she shared an experience with me that in the early 60s there was a virus. Um, you know, some of us may remember it. Polio. There was a polio virus in the early um, 60s. So she was sharing that with me that it was the first time where as nurse and they're treating it, they had to put on their mask, they had to have on their PPP, their PPE, their stuff like that. And that was it. She said this was the, that was the closest to this, but that still wasn't even close. So what I'm saying is that, you know, we can make these plans. We can make these plans, right? And our plans still get disrupted because what happens? Life. Life happens. So the website that I'm going to introduce you, yeah, there's a site called that, lifehappens.org lifehappens.org you check out you check out that site their focus is they speak to you mostly about life insurance all right lifehappens.org you got that all right great so that's where you can find a lot of your your resources but i'm going to share some stuff with you here's the interesting thing all of us 
Remember, we are in the studio. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. We are live in the studio. We are here. We welcome your call. Whether it's a question, it's a comment, any kind of feedback, give us a call. We are here in the studio for you. Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, a member of SOFA. We are at WCNO, the good news station. You can catch us on the web, wcno.com. Click on the listen live button. You know, if you just got out of your car and you're thinking you're losing the signal, no, you can go access it on your phone, whether it's your smartphone. It's interesting that I say smartphone because I'm going to talk about life insurance in the sense that there are different types of life insurance. There are also smart insurance. Did you know that? Did you guys know that there's smart insurance? Yeah. Just like you have smartphone, smart TV, smart refrigerator, smart, smart microwave, you also have smart life insurance. So, so life insurance is a very misunderstood topic. And I hope that the little that I'm going to share with you is just to open your eyes somewhat to take a different view. Because we all, every single one of us, none of us has escaped or can escape insurance, the word insurance. And we ask ourselves, let's go to ba- let's go back to basics. Let's go back to basic. Because sometimes we have to go back to basic to understand. So when we say insurance, what is the purpose of insurance? What is the purpose of insurance? So I'm going to break it down. I'm going to take it right down back to a third grade level. What is the purpose? What is the purpose of insurance? Any insurance we have, any insurance, I don't care what you call it, whether it's insurance for your phone, whether it's insurance for your car or whatever, the number one purpose of insurance is to cover the risk just in case something happens. That's what, if, if that wasn't our concern, none of, us, none of us would care about insurance. We go and we buy a phone and they ask if we want to insure it. Why do we insure our phone? Just in case something happens. So why I'm saying something, because we don't know what's going to happen. What can happen to the phone? The phone can be lost. It can be stolen. Water can get on it. It can be damaged. And based on, based on the type of insurance you, got, you get with the phone, sometimes they'll replace the phone free of charge. Another time they will fix it free of charge. Another time they'll send it back to the manufacturer. And what determines what they do with it? What determines what they do with it is the type of insurance you get, right? So that's phone. So all of us has a phone. Not all of us insure it. Okay, car. Car insurance. Why do we insure our car? (laughs) It's so interesting. I asked somebody this a company couple weeks ago the answer is gonna floor you because i never know people people really think that way but people think that way and i remember 
we have to respect. I have to respect people's views. It doesn't mean I'm gonna agree. I have to respect people's views, but but let's keep it. Some of the views are just different. <laughs> this guy told me two weeks ago. I said, "Why do you have insurance on your car?" <laughs> he said, "Because the state forces him to." He said, "The state forces him to. That's why he has insurance. So you, so people have the insurance for different reasons. So basically, this gentleman shared with me that if the state didn't force him to, he wouldn't have insurance. But that's his view. Am I gonna stay and tell you that his view is wrong? His view is coming from a different place." And it all, it all boils down to also to the value. The value that you put to something. So take, for instance, now, let, since we're talking about car, the person that has a car that values $1,000 and the person that has a car that values $25,000, who do you think is more apt to have more insurance or to have insurance. Obviously, it's the person that values the, the car is valued at 25000 You know, that's the obvious part, but the obvious part don't all, it's not always obvious. So we're just talking in general concept here. The, the, because the value you put on something, that's why you insure it. And if someone disagrees with that, I would love to hear your view is that that statement, because that statement is a bold statement I'm making. You insure things that you have a value, that you put a value. And it's not necessarily a third party value. We're talking about you specifically. You're going to insure the things you value. So, okay, so you may insure your phone, you may insure your car. You may insure your house. I'm suspecting some of you know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you are ahead of me. You know where I'm going, right? We insure our house. We insure our car. We insure our phone. Wow. So let me ask you this. What's the most valuable thing you have? Hmm. You never thought of it that way? What's the most valuable thing you have? Yeah, I'm looking at you. What's the most valuable thing you have? Hmm. I'm going to take a guess. Maybe you may disagree with me, but I'm going to take a guess. The most valuable thing you have is your life. Hmm. What's the next most valuable thing? Many people may share different things. It may be someone's spouse. It may be someone's children. So if we look at that then, and let's use that pretense then, let's look at that and say we agree with that now, that the most valuable thing we have is our life and our loved one's life. All right? So, here's this. I don't know if you know the statistics, but I, I know all of you have um, access to Encyclopedia Google. 
So you can Google me. You can Google what I say and what I'm going to say to you now. The average, the amount of people that don't have insurance. The average, the last average I look up, 42% of people don't have life insurance. 42%. of people don't have life insurance. So ask yourself this. If this is your most valuable thing, your life, your spouse life, your children life, why? There's an answer. There's an answer. I'm not asking you a question that I don't have the answer. All right. So, Here's, I, I read this somewhere, and I'm going to read this to you. I, it, it, it just resonated with me because it just seems so true. Life insurance. Life insurance is a combination of caring, commitment, and common sense. You can put yourself in whichever category you want. Life insurance is a combination of caring, commitment, and common sense. And, 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 and let me break that down further. So caring and commit into something or someone. Something or someone. Because it doesn't have to be someone. It can be something. Caring or commit into something or someone that will help you help you achieve things in the future or avoid things. You see how much people in America has died? Over 100,000. I don't know the, I don't, I don't know the real number. I just have to take the, the, the news because there's, a, there's, a, there's, so much, um, there's so much controversy going on about how many people have died in our country. Um, I think the last time I saw was 105. I don't remember if it was 105,000. But say you even cut that into and say it's 52, 52. Cut it into two and say 52,000. You know one of the conversations that's going on now? And I'm just sharing with you what I've seen and what I've heard. I'm not telling you what I believe. People are saying that the number is not correct because... Everybody that goes into the hospital and dying, they're calling it coronavirus death. Some people believe that. I'm not in a position where I can argue with that person. I don't know the truth. While you have another set of people that's saying the number is too low. So here it is now. Here it is. Look at what we look at what we're discussing now. 105,000, let's use that number. I think the number might be higher, but let's use that number. You have people are saying the number is lower and you have people are saying the number is higher. For what we are talking about, it's irrelevant. It's not about the number. It's the concept we're talking about. Whereas, where I can tell you, if we go by the statistic, right? If we go by the statistic, right? Where it says, where it says, what was the, what was the percentage I gave you? 42%? 42%. 
don't have life insurance. So say, for instance, let's even bring the number down to 50,000 people dying. So if we say out of the 50,000 50, and we use that, if that statistics is true, if 42% of 50,000 didn't have life insurance, how much is that? 20, 21,000. If 21,000 people that died didn't have life insurance, let's ask yourself this question. How has it affected the family? Wow. How has it affected the family? It's a real question, guys. It's a real question. So here are, I'm going to share. And when you get to lifehappens.org, you're going to see this because I pulled this from it. There are three myths. There are three myths that may leave your family unprotected. Here are three myths. This is a study. There are myths what people believe. These are myths that people believe this to be so. Here's the number one. Here's, the num here's one of the number one myths. I only need life insurance if I am the primary breadwinner in my family. Listen to that. I only need life insurance if I am the primary breadwinner in my family. That is a myth. Whether you bring home the largest paycheck in your household or a smaller one, your family relies on your income to maintain its quality of life. And it would be missed if something happens to you. Even if you don't work outside the home, having life insurance is a smart choice. Stay-at-home parents perform valuable service. Stay-at-home parents, a lot of times people think that it's the person that's going out brings home more. Oh my gosh, that is such a myth. I can tell you, stay-at-home, stay-at-home parents, Oh my gosh, I think this is one of the service that does not get the credit and the respect it deserves. I see people, I see people look down at the mother or whether the father you see now, sometimes it's no father that stay at home. Your father, yeah, you, you, you guys didn't know that? People think that's, a, oh my gosh, that is such a myth. People think that's a demi. That is one of the hardest job, folks. That's one of the hardest job. I am telling you this. I've experienced it. Not myself, but with family and friends and clients. Stay at home parents perform valuable services such as child care. You think child care is easy? Oh my gosh. If you think child care is easy, I got news for you. You see, especially in this corona time that we're going through, where the topic that we're coming out of it, that's another topic. We're not going to go there. We're not going to debate that. But in this past three months, people who used to think that child care was child's play, oh my gosh, they have changed their view. Child care is one of the hardest job. Child care. 
I have a friend. I have a friend in California. We're in a, we're in a, um, a men's group. We have a men's group in California, right? And I think I shared this with you guys um, two weeks ago. You know, we meet and um, two weeks ago, you know, we asked each other, you know, what they want to pray for, you know. This guy, let me tell you what was the prayer for this guy. This was two weeks ago. Let me tell you what his prayer was. This guy has triplet. Yeah, he has a triplet. 19-year-old triplet. 19-year-old triplet. Two girls and a boy are two boys and a girl. I don't remember the, the, the breakup, but it's one of that. Two boys and a girl are two girls and a boy. Here's what happened. In September, he and his wife became empty nesters because all three children left the home and went to college. They weren't living at home. They're now living at college. This was in September. <laughs> guess, guess what happened in February? Guess what happened in February? The school closed down. All three schools, they closed down. So the kids had to go back home. The kids had to go back home. So they're doing the classes virtually. My friend prayer for the three kids was to pray for them for peace of mind. Peace of mind. Because he senses and he sees that they are struggling. They are struggling with staying home. They are struggling. And these are 19 years old, 19 year olds. So let's change that picture now to the person who has three seven year old. Right? And these three seven year olds might have been in daycare or whatever. And now that the three, the daycare is close the daycare is close or whatever you call it pre-k or k1 or i don't know all the definitions and those three kids have to be home those three kids have to be home so now you got you guys can imagine it you guys can imagine it I know another friend. She has a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Here's the difference now. The five-year-old and the three-year-old, the, 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 the school closed down. So guess what she has to do now? She has to take time off. Yes. But then again, she never had to take the time off because her job was closed too. She now had to now learn to homeschool these two kids. So, guys, I'm telling you, man, you're thinking childcare is easy. So, go back. Let's go back to what, what I said. You know, stay-at-home parents perform valuable services. I, I, I don't even think valuable, the word valuable, give it much justice. It's much more than valuable, such as childcare, cooking, house cleaning, household management. Oh, my gosh. You guys think these stuff are easy stuff, which can be costly to replace for a surviving spouse. So let's ask this now. So here's now this parent. Here's this person now that goes out. That person is the breadwinner, right? Call him quote unquote breadwinner. That person is bringing an income going to the bank, right? But the spouse is at home doing all these stuff, right? So your belief is that only the breadwinner should have life insurance. 
what happened if that spouse who stays at home what happened if that spouse die what happened guys do you think that man who was going out all right i'm saying man that sounds sexy saying a man that spouse that was going out do you think that spouse could just allocate some money and just replace the spouse that was doing that oh my gosh folks that's a myth okay so that's number one myth it says you, you, you know, the myth one where it says, I only need life insurance if I'm the primary breadwinner in my family. Myth. Myth number two. Myth number two. I buy a term life insurance policy and find that I still need protection when the term ends. I can always renew the policy. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but that's the biggest myth. That's not the biggest. That's number two we have on the list. Number two. Because here's what happened. Someone buy a 20-year term and they bought it when they were 25, right? And they bought a 20-year term. So basically now they're thinking when they get to 45, they can just replace the insurance. <laughs> Let me tell you, folks. How do you know what your health will be in 20 years? How do you know? Some 45-year-old can't qualify for life insurance. You don't believe that? I've had three-year-old. That's, that, that's the most shocking one to me. I have had a three-year-old kid got denied for life insurance. Three-year-old kid got denied for life insurance. I've had 16-year-old girl get denied. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into all the different reasons, but I'm telling you, three-year-old, 16-year-old. So it's not, it's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee that you're going to be qualified, okay? That's myth number two, where it says you can always buy. We're in the studio. You guys, now, I don't know if I'm shocking you guys or, you know, if I'm just shocking you guys or you guys just stop listening. Do you guys call us and let us know. Call even when I'm gone. Call and say, have you guys stopped listening? But I don't believe that. I don't believe you guys have stopped listening because I tell you, I want to congratulate you and thank you guys because we just finished the sheer campaign the other day and you guys, wow, man, you guys, you guys were very helpful very helpful because you know the station you know wcno the good news station you know that we are a listener supported station yeah we're a list we're a listener we're a we're a listener support station so so we thank you guys for the sheer campaign that just completed so that's why i know you're still listening so i don't know if the topics are just you know if the call call us and let us know are the topics not to your liking? You know, is you know, and, and I know in the financial world, here's the, tr the truth of the matter. Some of the topics are tough because I'm sharing things with you that's not common. And sometimes, 
something that's not common we don't want to deal with it even even with life insurance life insurance is not an easy topic i know that and it's a different <coughs> sorry about that we have different reasons different beliefs you know like because we're dealing with mortality and sometimes sometimes dealing sometimes dealing with our mortality is a challenging topic you know you know sometimes dealing with it is a challenging topic sometimes we don't want to deal with that but folks at the end of the here's a caller here's a caller coming let, let me see what this caller got to say hello caller you're on the line yeah oh uh, i'm gonna oh my god I, I would have to turn off let me turn down this yeah mr mackintosh yes good sir afternoon. yes sir good afternoon i i applaud you uh-huh uh -huh. yeah you think that we are not not listening but we are oh my gosh thank you brother thank you thank you yeah we are listening we're getting an echo um, we're getting an echo can you turn down your, your volume a little or, yeah are you hearing me good yes we're hearing you better now thank you yeah all right what it is i must congratulate for doing the work you're doing because it is of vital importance because right there I have contacted you before, but I haven't gone through everything with you as yet. Uh huh. We, we, got, we, we, got, we got two minutes. Let me warn you. We got two minutes, so just in case, okay? So, so if, it's some, if it's something that you want, I can call you back, but on the ear, we got two minutes. I just want to let you know. Yeah, I'm just congratulating you. I'll contact you. Thank you, sir. That means a lot. It means a lot because, you know, you come here and sometimes you want to deliver. You want to deliver because our purpose is to serve. And we just, and so I really thank you for taking this time and letting us, letting, letting me know, letting me know. It's valuable. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you calling. You're welcome. God bless. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. all right all right i want to thank that caller so right away man i just love you guys man right away i got the feedback i asked if you guys listening somebody called right away man that feeling the love i'm feeling the love thank you guys thank you guys you know we have 30 seconds so the last myth i want to leave with you it says uh myth number three is i only need term life insurance that's a myth term life insurance finishes in a term okay if it's 20 year term it finishes after that so what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pick this topic back up next week all right so we're gonna do life insurance part two so i want to thank you thank you guys you oh my gosh this is hubert mcintosh your cpa your brother your cousin your uncle your nephew your daddy you oh my gosh love you guys have a great evening great weekend and we will see you next week love you much thanks for joining us this week on the financial literacy show the show centered around providing financial education across america one community at a time be sure to tune in next friday at 4 p.m with your questions ready to go for more information visit sofausa.org god bless you and have a great week so let me go
world to see nobody but Jesus.